0: a stunning band website in minutes with Banzoogle. Go to Banzoogle.com to start your free 30-day
1: trial and use the promo code MusicBizWeekly to get 15% off the first year of any subscription. Everyone, welcome back to the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. One of your two co-hosts, Michael Brandvold, and as always I'm joined by Jay Gilbert. Good Jay, morning. let's let's just cut through, <laughs> we'll 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 run through our quote housekeeping because we've got yeah. a phenomenal interview line. Unbelievable. Up for you here. Um, yeah. So. We wanna, of course, thanks so much to Hypebot.com and BandsInTown.com. Everything you guys do to support the Music Biz Weekly podcast, thanks guys, greatly appreciated. Um, as well as reminding you, this prod, this prod, this podcast is brought to you by <laughs> Bandzoogle. From garage bands to Grammy winners, Bandzoogle powers the websites for thousands of musicians around the world. Their simple step-by-step system will get you online in minutes. Choose from dozens of mobile-friendly templates, then customize your design and content in just a few clicks. Built for musicians, by musicians, Bandzoogle has all the features you need for your website and EPK already built in, including a merchant download store to sell music and merchandise commission-free, tour calendar to promote your shows, and sell your own tickets commission-free mailing list tools it's got integration with online services like twitter and youtube and soundcloud they've now got um crowdfunding tools Mm they now have fan club subscription tools everything you need or might need in the future they commission free they've got it built in and commission free is the big thing and of course they've got live support from their musician friendly team seven days a week plans start at just $8.29 a month, which includes hosting, your own free custom domain name. Go to bandzoogle.com to start your 30-day free trial, and be sure to use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY. All one word, lowercase, MUSICBIZWEEKLY. And get 15% off the first year of any subscription. That's bandzoogle.com. Promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY to build your website and EPK today. And, of course, thank you to DiscMakers.com. We know it's a digital world, but there's still an important role for physical media in for today's independent musician. Digital royalty payments are so small that selling physical goods like CDs, vinyl, t-shirts at gigs has become such an important income generator. Man, there's some bands who... The only way they can t- remain touring is because they sell merchandise. Yeah, I mean seriously, yeah. people. It, Absolutely, that 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 ten dollar t shirt sale is a big deal when it's on the yeah. road. Um, for every CD you sell at a gig, you need roughly three thousand streams to make the same amount of money. That's a lot of streams. Our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your discs and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and T-shirts. And we've got a special offer for you. Get free shipping on CD orders of 100 or more CDs from Disc Makers with the code FREEBIZ. All one word, FREEBIZ. Up to $150 value. Hurry, the code ends twelve thirty one. Head over to DiscMakers.com. Just put the free biz code in when you check out and you will get your discount. So, Jay, we are joined. Listen, let's just, we're joined by Narda Michael Walden this week. And I'm I'm just going to read a quick paragraph off of his website here. Um, Producing hits for artists as diverse as Aretha Franklin, including the platinum freeway of love. Steve Winwood, Ray Charles, Winona Judd, Whitney Houston, George Michael, Mariah Carey, Barbara Streisand, Lionel Richie, Rich- Lisa Fisher, Stevie Wonder, Tom Jones, Jeff Beck, and the Temptations. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> and that's, I mean, that alone is so impressive. Plus, he's, he's a drummer. I mean, he's played with Chick Corea. Yeah, he's an accomplished musician. Exactly.
1: Um, You know, he he was um, an integral part of introducing Whitney Houston, producing six of her seven number one hits to break Michael Jackson's record and megastar Mariah Carey to millions of fans worldwide, producing and writing their breakthrough hits that first brought these divas to the spotlight. Billboard magazine honored him as one of the top ten producers of all time. Narda's going to sit down with us in just a minute here and share his passion and his love. And it's it's a phenomenal discussion, phenomenal interview with Narda. Um, Such an incredible man, really, seriously. I mean, you can just feel it. I don't know. Nothing more needs to be said. Just let it roll, Narda Michael Walden. So we are so honored to welcome Narda Michael Walden to the Music Biz Weekly podcast. Um, Thank you so much, Narda, for joining us. Yeah,
2: happy to be here. Happy to be here.
1: And um, you are sitting in your studio? I'm actually in the studio, but more in the lobby area. The lobby area of the
2: studio. Yeah, where I can do the Skype really easy with you. Good. Having a little... Sunlight comes through.
1: So, nice. so, um, we we had kind of already updated our listeners to your whole history. I mean, which is just simply phenomenal when it comes to to the the production work and who you've worked with. Uh, you know, why don't we just start off with uh, tell us what it was like working with Whitney Houston that first time? I mean, was 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 it something where You immediately knew there was something special there with her?
2: Well, I have to be honest and go to the first phone call uh, from Aristotle Records. Um, uh, And his name will come to me in a a moment. But I got a phone call where he was saying you have to work with this girl named Whitney Houston. I said, I can't do it. I'm right in the middle of making Aretha Franklin's Who's Zooming Who album, which is really a big deal for me at that time. That's like 84. I was at the Automat Studios in San Francisco, with my my band cutting tracks for Aretha. So, out of the blue, I get this phone call for Whitney. I passed. I said, this guy, I don't have time," and I really didn't. But he said, "No, you don't understand. This is Sissy Houston's daughter, who you do know, who sang backward on your first album, Garden of Light, and um, she's phenomenal. So you've got to make time for her." And then he said, "He went on to say, we have a, a hook for a song, but but not much more than that." I said, "Well." Send me the hook. And then he did. When I heard the hook, I was How I Know. I said, oh, this is a good hook. (laughs) So I said, well, then I got to write some verses. He said, well, then go ahead and do that. So I just stopped what I was doing immediately, wrote verses for How I Know, got permission from the other writers who wrote the hook, cut a demo in that same day, sent it off to Whitney. And then when I heard back from her and spoke to her a couple days later, she said, I love it. And I had asked her, are you sure the key's not too high? Because it was really high. Like the first yeah. thing I was, there's a boy! Really high up in the air, the first thing I, I said, you sure you want to sing the high on the first line? She said, oh yeah, I can handle it. I said, all right. And then we booked it not long after, because it had to be done very quickly to go to New York where she'd be to put her voice on that, on that, uh, on that tape. So when I went to New York to go do it quickly at Media Sound with Michael Brower, the engineer, when she came in, she was strikingly beautiful. I mean like strikingly beautiful. So then you're kind of taken off by the fact that my how can a, how can she be so beautiful and be really a great singer? You know most models don't sing that great, right? That's how she was, like a model, but can really. So when we went to, when she went to the mic, she just killed it. Yeah. how I know it was like a matter of, like, you know, two or three great takes with a few little punch ins, but basically what you're hearing is what she just basically saying with that kind of power, and emotion, and clarity, and I mean it. And I was like, damn. <laughs> so when I had her come back in the, in the control room to like listen to a playback she sat there and like stared at me as I'm listening to her I'm listening to the sound of her voice she's watching me enjoy the sound of her voice and I was like damn you're so confident she goes yeah well you know you know it's just how it is and I was really taken back by again her like she had it all going on man I, I rarely ever see that I rarely ever see anyone have that kind of togetherness and then stare you down
0: <laughs> it doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen yeah.
2: but that's how it was with her how- so then I said, well then you know what, let's invite your mom down to the background, fine, a phone call is made, here comes Sissy, with her best friends and I put Whitney out there to sing along with him that's, that's the sound of the background you know, does he love me does he love me not, all that stuff, like a church killed By my friend in Russell Tubbs, premier Russell Tubbs to play saxo a la, a la the big man Clarence Clemens sound and I love what Michael Brower was doing in the room with, with Whitney, so we just mixed it right down there. Done. Wow. So it was kind of, when you asked about early Whitney, that's how it really was. I'd never in my life met someone so talented staring me down.
0: Wow. Just,
2: just wow. had the kind of confidence. Like Muhammad Ali. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ali. yeah.
1: yeah.
0: It,
1: yeah. It, it, it wasn't an arrogant confidence. It was just natural, real confidence in her own abilities. She just knew that's it.
2: Right. Yeah, and she enjoyed seeing me turned on by
0: it. Yeah. Don't you find that you know the genuine article when you hear it, whether it manifests itself with goosebumps or however, you know, and I'm sure you've seen it a lot. Given your pedigree, you have been in the room with some of the most iconic talent on the planet. I mean, how how do you know, how does it feel to you when you hear that and you just know this is the genuine article?
2: Well, I'm, I'm always I'm, I'm a fan, first of all, of the music. I'm a music lover. And people, people that can that can do the music well, I'm in awe of. People who can really just take the music with their mastery and bring something to it, take it higher, you know, where it belongs to be with great respect. I mean, I'm I bow down and I stay down,
1: <laughs>
2: and that's quite frankly the secret to my success as a producer. That the artist knows that I tell them that immediately. I let I let them feel that from my heart immediately, so they can then relax about it. We can all relax about it and serve the same cause of the music. And Fantastic. then that's how we make some strong results.
1: How How was Whitney to work with when you worked with her the first time? Did she take a lot of direction easily? Did she know what she wanted and stood her ground? What type of an artist was she?
2: She learned the song uh, impeccably well, where she could just perform it almost like a, like a live TV show. So then that being the case, I didn't have to get all, you know, X, Y, and Z on it. What I would suggest would be a line here, a line there, a softness bit, bit here. But basically what you're hearing is what she brought to that record. I have to give her so much credit.
0: Wow. I
2: mean, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a producer who will tell people what, what to do. Make a mistake about it. But in the case of a person like her, you don't. that was not the vibration. Uh, I've learned from Angelo Dundee with, with Ali. If, if Angelo wanted Ali to punch more, to jab more, let's say, he couldn't tell Ali... Jab more. You have to say, Chant, your jab looks great today.
1: <laughs>
2: so that's how you do with a Whitney Houston. If you, if you want something, it's so beautiful. Let me just shade this here. Let me just shade that there. No problem. That's how you have to go.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah.
1: So how. You know, you you you've worked again. You've worked with the greats. You've worked with Whitney, Mariah Carey, Aretha Franklin. I mean, the the list goes on and on and on. And in an era, and that was in an era where the music industry, frankly, was a completely different industry and a different business at that point in time than it is today. How do you see things today versus then? I mean, you're 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 one of these super talented people, who's Lived through it and is still doing it, you know. So you've experienced it. You've experienced the change. You've seen the changes that go on. What's your take on it?
2: Well, I wish I could tell you a, a pat answer because it's changing daily. Yeah, it's changing as we speak, and and not in ways that I clearly understand or even maybe may agree with. Um, music has been so deva- so devalued. is probably the best way I could say it, which is a real. Problem for me, all uh, the writers, the producers, the the amount, the the small shares that they're that they, they now get because of the corporates who take the majority of the money. Let's say, uh, it's it's um it's a shame on some levels. People people can't almost afford to be in the music business. That's not a good thing because no. we need music like we need peanut butter and jelly and eggs and toothbrushes and toothpastes and yep. shoes bare and and every other thing that's that's important to our lives. So. When I see musicians hurting, having a hard time being in music business, uh, that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing for anybody. Yeah. yeah. So that's I'm trying to answer your question with sure. uh, some some humility, but but it, I I'm I'm a little confused by where we are because I, I wish I could say it was like a clear road. I knew what to do. I know musically what I love. I can study music where things are kind of at, but how is kind of you know I, mean, I have to really draw upon my spirituality in dealing with artists to keep them uplifted so they can feel the hope and the faith and the, and the, and the light during these times.
0: So, so tell me about, you know, you're, you're a player, you're, you're a musician, you're a drummer. Um, You bring another level to what you do because of that. Um, Are you still playing? Do you still enjoy it? Does it help you?
2: Yes, man. Yes. To all your questions. Uh, (laughs) Easy answer. You know what I mean? Uh, rhythm is where it's at. Rhythm helps me make hit records. Helps me understand how to make something that can be timeless. Yeah. And I was saying uh, earlier to you that we spend our lives trying to learn how to fly on our instruments, and that's what it's like to be able to fly. So once you learn how to fly, then you want to fly. Yeah. You know, you want to fly, and you want to encourage others to fly. So it's it's a, it's a it's a gift in a way. Once you have the gift, then you want to you want to you want to do it.
0: You know, what I love about jazz music is that it is so collaborative. You yeah. know, we were talking for a moment about Christian McBride. You know, he's played with everybody. Yeah. You know, you've played with everybody. It's it's very inclusive. It's, you know, very collaborative. Um, I went to see uh, Stanley Clark play with you know his keyboard player, Cameron Graves, and he's in the West Coast Get Down. He has his solo albums. He plays with people. I just love that about jazz. Is that something that you you find appealing and it's something that you do as far as like collaborating and working with other musicians?
2: Yes. Um, maybe not as much now in my life as I did when I was coming up because truly, in New York, where there were so many musicians in New York, um it was just the thing to jam to kind of like to kind of just want to just spar with somebody. <laughs> want you know, just like, yeah. Uh, see what someone can do with this. Yeah. Or what you can do with that. Yeah. And really, it's all about listening. So if you, as long as you bring your listening ear to whoever you're working with, you can almost work with anybody. And that's something that that Vishnu really helped me with. I always knew that was a critical thing because as, as a little kid, I'd listen to Nina Simone live at Town Hall, and I just like listen mm. to it and play along with it, or Horace Silver and play along with it. But truly, when you're with people who are just like being so spontaneous with their thing, and at any moment can go. To a whisper, to like a mad roar with so much, you know, uh, clarity. You have to almost just like put yourself inside their body yeah. with your ears and your soul. And then you can play with anybody. Then you can play with anybody, and it's fun. That's flying.
0: That's yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. The one thing I noticed about your music and and a lot of great music is it seems to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you you've gotten to a level where you're not just playing the notes you're expressing yourself. Um, It's like a canvas, and you may not paint the same painting each time, but it's really more about, I can't really articulate it well, but you know what I'm saying where it's it's really more about you expressing how you're feeling at that moment through your instrument.
2: Yeah, and yes, and if I'm playing with a soloist, then I want to echo his vibration, or her vibration. So I can take a, a phrase they play and play it my way back at them, so they know we're having a real dialogue. It's not like I'm not hearing it. I'm not feeling yes. it. If whatever they may kick on, I bring my two cents to it. That kicks them higher, and we keep doing that till we, get, we end up in the, in the highest heaven somewhere. That's that's the whole thing.
1: That's fantastic. N- Nardo, yeah. we we touched briefly on on the music industry, and you're still a very active producer. Yes, but I But you've have. launched your own record label.
2: Yeah, we had Tarpan Records named after my studio here, which Tarpan is a Sanskrit word that was given to me by my guru, Chin Moi, that means satisfaction unparalleled. Guru said every heart, every soul that comes here will have satisfaction unparalleled. So that's something that we try to uphold with our keeping the building clean, having some flowers for the artist, having a little candlelight, a little incense, and a, and a place where they can feel safe to just put their hair down and go to a microphone and be conscious of creating something that will be timeless. Think about that. You, someone Someone's going to be singing something that, they, that they, they are conscious will live hundreds of years. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: So yeah, that that's where we're coming from here. I, I, I don't, I don't want to just make this little diddy bop. Diddy bops are cool as long as they can be timeless. As long as I'm doing something about it, because it's so beautifully done, it's so in tune, it's so cool, it feels so groovy, it can last, then I'm happy. But like it can't last, I, I find ways that I, I scratch my head to I find an element to make it last.
1: Yeah, t- Timeless is so important. I talk to a lot of clients that they're, they're like, Mike, can you give me some advice? I'm gonna go into the studio or whatever. And I'm like, the best advice I can give you is make sure whatever you do, you actually absolutely love, because it's your name that's gonna be associated with that music for the rest of history it's it's not my name even the producer is going to be minor it's your name on that album and you have to live with it and if you it and and if every time you see that album cover or hear that song you get a little cringe you did it wrong
0: Mm.
2: well i understand the complete point you're making at the same time there's something about there is no real there are people who will always find some fault in what they do. Sure. So you have to have a piece about that, too. Yes, yes. And be able to live with, with, with yourself because there's beauty and imperfection in, in, in a way. There's, you see what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. No, no, you no. Know, com- people will always find fault, but it may, may be a number one record. There were, and, and Levi Stubbs, a great singer for 10, for the four tops, may not have loved his performance on Reach Out, I'll Be There or Sugar Pie, Honey Bunch, but it's a number one record. See what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So you have to kind of find ways within yourself to, to be at peace about things do your best and I think the beauty is to begin to let it go you', you you're, that's what I find with people like George Michael even Mariah Carey as a producer I have to almost let convince them to let it go
1: be be at peace with it that's that's a perfect that's a perfect phrase to explain it yeah, yeah. you know whether you like it or don't like it you've got to be at peace with what you did so it won't tear you up for the rest of your life
2: (laughs) okay I got you yeah
0: you know with this new music business I know you know economically there are challenges but the business itself is kind of cyclical it's all about the track it's a meritocracy and when I grew up you know with the temptations and the four tops it was about the track you know and it's kind of come full circle and that's the one part I'd like to talk to you about, because yeah. I believe that a good song is a good song. Yes. You can play it stripped down with just a, a piano and, or with a full orchestra song is a good song, right? And I think in this new music business, what you're doing is you're creating good songs. Now, if somebody doesn't have the patience to listen to an entire album, and some people don't, that's that's the way it is. I find that especially with more what I call adult music, like jazz, for example, you know, people, it's more of an album experience. But, you know, in America, you know, it's kind of an older demo for jazz, but you go to Europe and it's college kids, you know, so it just kind of depends, you know where you're at. What do you think about this new music business kind of coming back around to playlists and tracks and featured songs and things like that? Does that concern you at all?
2: Well, I like what you said about um, the singles business. See, I was raised like you, where we love singles. Uh, You may not even have the money to buy an album or you want to buy the album, but you love the single. So I'm all about loving a single and being able to make a single. That's fantastic. In fact, most artists have come to me because they want to single. I mean, wouldn't they need it? How you know? I want to dance somebody who loves me. Those singles. Yeah. You know, the vision of love. She needed I don't want to cry. Singles. Yeah, it was a great album, but they need the single. Without that single, where are they? Yeah. So you're right on money. Nothing has changed as far as that. Um,
0: yeah. What about the techniques? I mean, are you you grew up in an era of analog recording and that's right. and it's warm and it's beautiful. Yes. How does somebody in your position kind of m- play with Pro Tools and all these other things and make it still sound warm and beautiful like what you grew up with, like Stevie Wonder or whatever?
2: You know what it is, man. Uh, nothing will ever be tape. Tape is beautiful. That was a time in our lives that um, it was it was a it was a masterful time, and it, and required patience to work with tape to mm. cut tape. And if you only had 24 tracks, or 16 tracks, or 8 tracks, and then we had 48 tracks, it was a big deal. Two machines were at the same time. Now, as, as I became kind of big in this thing, we ended up having 48 tracks, which is a big deal. And so a big deal. We, we mastered that. But then Pro Tools came on, and people wanted the digital domain. That became the thing that they wanted. Yeah. Now to the point, now nowadays to the point, auto-tune on a, on a voice, <laughs> if it's not on a voice, almost the voice sounds kind of strange. Like, where's the auto-tune? Right. You see what I'm saying? That's how far it's gone. Wow. So as a producer myself, what do I do? I am flexible. I am being paid to make a, a hit for the times and stay current. Steve want Wonder will tell you you have to stay current. Yeah. So that means my job is to understand kind of what's happening, what the taste is, what I think the taste might be next year or the year after, and be down with it. So I can't fight it too much. Gotcha. Because my job is to be for the people. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. They, they, don't, they don't need to need, need to pay me. So my thing is just to kind of see what's happening, whether I like it or not necessarily. I mean, I always love the sound of of a digital thing over the analog sound. But then we have smart engineers like David Frazier, Jim Reisel's here, who can bring these beautiful uh, pull texts and things that we kind of plug these bad boys into, make it sound fuzzy and one where we, you know, have a desire for. Yeah. And echoes can still live. And I search out to see where in the top 10 or where in the world is a production that I really can can love and bring it into my work so i'm just
1: searching always open to it N- narda are you are you always looking for the performer who's got the as we were talking with whitney that natural ability the the real talent or are you more open now because of the times to go all right i can work with you and we can tune your voice in pro tools we can we can fix things in the mix and all that other stuff Mm-hmm. Um, or do you want somebody who can come in and go, you know what, you can actually really sing it and you can sing it in tune?
2: Oh, yeah. We're always trying to inspire the person to give their very best performances because I don't care about auto and whatever. You want the person to be able to give their best. I mean, quite frankly, even back in the old days, I would, not with auto but I would pitch a word or two if I needed to on anybody, and I don't care who it was because I wanted to have something sound really great for, forever. So I was yeah. always conscious of that for Whitney, Robert Stryce, I don't care who it is. So nowadays you have auditing, but the, the thing is some artists want the auditing to be heavily used, which we can do that. Some artists don't want that at all. So then you have to kind of gauge the person that's paying your bills. Gotcha. Online, yeah. it's a business. You yep. want to pay me? Then what are you looking for? Yeah. See what I mean?
0: Yeah. So you are you you had mentioned to me earlier that you're going to be putting out uh, a new uh, a new album. Yeah. K- tell me about it Is it wh- Who's on it What's What oh, it's, What it's, type of uh, music band. is it Are you...
2: Frank Martin keyboards Matthew Charles Hewlett guitar uh, Angeline Serres on the bass uh, And myself on the drums and I sing a song or two But it really is meant to oh, be cool A homage uh, album For the people who Miss love the Progressive rock jazz fusion Time now Yeah So I can go to the rhythm in New York And bash it out with the new sound You know what I mean <laughs> It's like, I mean, I would always do funk, dance, smashing, singing, carrying on. But then I also like to go, okay, check this (laughs) out. (laughs) How like that.
1: that. How do you you approach um, producing and recording your own band and your own music versus somebody else? Same way. Same way? Oh, is it?
2: Yeah, Yeah, same way. Because what I do is I feel like I don't ever want to block a blessing or strangle a baby in the crib, as Quincy Jones would tell us. So I let the music flow.
0: I love I love that.
2: Yeah, let, let let the music flow, and out of the music flowing, then you become then you can put on your editor hat and pick out of the flow the things you want to put on the album or the things you want to come with first because those are the strongest babies. But don't block the flow.
1: Are 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 you able to be honestly critical to yourself if you go if you heard something that was recorded by you and go boy I I can do better than that. Narda, get back in there and cut it again. You know, are you able to do that to yourself?
2: Yeah, I can, and and also I can work with people like Jim Reisel who are really good at. If I really like something, can can make it. We can shift it. So if I'm a little sad, I, I drag a bit on a part. I can shift it. Not a problem. I'm happy. Boom. Let's move on. In other words, I don't want to belabor things if I can fix it. That's the beauty of the Pro Tools. That's why we work in the Pro Tool, so we yeah. can edit easier than we could in the old days. Yeah, you don't have to recut everything if you want to cut something, say a half step higher. Or in the old days, you had to recut everything, right? Yeah, we hit a button, boom, up a half step. Right. So we utilize now the new technology for our game, and that's that, that's the cool thing. What
1: yeah. what what can the new artists today, the 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 young talent, what what can they do to better prepare themselves to start working with somebody like you?
2: Um. First of all, love your music. I love music lovers. I, I have to just start there. I love people who know their music, like you. You said you you remember the Temptations, the Four Tops. Yeah. See, to me, if you know some music, then you have a, you have a, a a good opportunity like to bring something to the music. Yeah. As opposed, to, you don't really know nothing, but what you just wrote. That's right. kind of like weak. I like people who know something. Then, if you want to be obviously absolutely honest, then they have to have a budget. If they're if they're signed to a label, then that's different. Then they'll take care of sure. showing up independently in this in this world, then grandma, papa, someone has gotta have a, some loot to open our doors here. So you, you got you can't just like ignore that aspect that has to be there. Sure. If those two things can come together, we can make magic. Yeah. That's how I feel. And I'm not afraid to almost work with anybody if their desire is true and they have a talent. I yeah. get down there. I get down with it.
1: Now, how now, how, how, how how do you how work do you... with your label, do you approach talent that you're recording and go, wow, I really love this? I'd love to put it on my label. Or do you approach it in, in advance going, I want to bring you into the studio and record you, and I want you on my label? How's that working for you?
2: This whole thing about the label, man, is very innocent. It came because of a need. People were not being signed. There weren't the a people at the labels that would sign folks anymore. And yet they wanted to put albums out. They want to put rec- records out. So we kind of, I invented Tarpan Records as a, as a safe haven for people who want to have records come out, CDs come out, easily access to iTunes, even be able to hire a little PR person to, to help kind of th- move things along. Sure. That's what it was for. The people that wouldn't have a dream come true unless we did something about it. That's what it is. So I'm not like going to act and say, oh yeah, I'm thinking about it. This person goes on Tar Pan and that person doesn't. No, it's really kind of like who, if I'm working, wants to put something out won't be signed by a label because it's too hard to get to right in, right away well as an as an option we offer tarpan records as an option you know maybe we can help you build your cachet. in fact michael you were part of that helping us help build things in a in at in a time
1: get, getting getting tarpan first launch yep exactly
2: yes. so that you and so you can see firsthand it really is building someone up from scratch they may have a great sound but no one knows them so you have to kind of build this thing now that's where charpent came in and really go maybe we're going to be like the, the purgatory here the middle ground the middle ground to, to help raise you up for a label to take interest if you want to go that way yeah you
1: know it. and 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 even more so it's it's you are giving that opportunity to somebody who as we all know in this day and age that that big record deal that everybody lived for in the 60s yeah. 70s 80s even in the 90s that big record deal isn't out there anymore. Yeah. The, the, the record labels just don't have the deep pockets they used to. So they're very selective of where they spend that money. And instead of 12 artists, they're doing one artist. So we've still got all this great talent out there that needs to be exposed and heard. And it sounds like your label is, is an option for that. That's how you're approaching it.
2: That's how I, That's how I think of it because I felt like even for myself, if I want to record something, put it out. How do I best do that? Hey, let's just start our own thing. Yeah, I'm not gonna wait around for people for, the, for my phone to ring. I'm not gonna wait around for people to knock on my door. Just do things. Yeah, I got here by doing things. I didn't get here by not doing things.
0: Yeah, you know what I mean. A, yeah, I, 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 I got the job. Of yeah.
2: I went to his show, and I said, "Whatever it is that you're doing in your life, that you can play that guitar, the way you play it, and I want to be just like you." He said, "Well, it's my prayer life, it's my meditation life." I said, "I know. I see you on the back of your jackets." point by switching more and you're meditating and you're praying and that everything and i said you know show me so i didn't get here by just laying back you have to like just do things as a drummer as a songwriter as a producer you've got to do things if you don't have a label no one's going to sign you make one call my yeah, little to me like, Bam, like yep. yeah, exactly it's actually exactly.
0: like tarpan is is you know an evangelist and what I mean by that is you don't necessarily have to have a major a major indie, you know, DIY or do-it-yourself DIY, but you need to surround yourself with evangelists, people who believe in what you do. And it sounds like that's what TARPAN is, is like, look, we're, we're not Atlantic Records, but we are evangelists. And if we believe in what you're doing and get excited about what you're doing, we'll get behind you. Does that sound accurate?
2: Beautiful. And I'd like very much... Uh, that we could could one day in our future, near future, find a good partner with the with the pocketbook to help us do more things on a grander scale, because certainly yeah. we have a heart for it. Certainly we have the taste for it. We have the machinery for it. So yeah. it's really just really trying to find the good partnership that's angelic of a spiritual nature. Like Amit Erdogan, you mentioned Atlantic, they had the spirituality. Yeah, they gave, they gave a home to John Coltrane. Anytime you, know, you, want, to, you want, to, want to record, get in here. You know, and Neshway was Ahmed's brother who loved the jazz. That's so right. almost all the jazz cats of New York had a home where they could go and cut. Yeah. Then when they found Ray Charles, get in here and cut. Mm-hmm. When when Aretha was failing at CBS, snatch her up, take her down the mushroom shoals, get it going, make it natural. Get <laughs> it going on. Then she's the queen of soul. So you have to understand the, the love has to be there, but the S all has got the pocketbook to do something with it.
0: That's right. I I just love your excitement about this stuff because it it reminds me of what my grandfather always told me. And that is that, you know, the harder I work, the luckier I get, you know, and when you're passionate about something, you you do it 24-7. You know, being a musician, I've always said, is not what you do. It's who you are. And that's who you are. I mean, I can feel it. I can hear it in your voice, you know, how excited you get about this stuff. So I'm confident that that partner will, will come around.
2: Thank you. So kind. I really appreciate it. I yeah. really do appreciate it, because we find wonderful talent, and for example, my heart goes out to the, there are great le- legendary talents that aren't doing anything, as far as recording and what, you know, that I would love to work with and continue, continue working with. Yeah. And they're wonderful. We love them. So.
1: Is, 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 that, a, is that a bit sad? I mean, I kind of yeah. feel that way, too, when you look back and go, man, there's some incredible talent that's still alive, still capable of creating, yet... The business, the 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 music climate, has deemed them too old, has-beens, classics. We don't want to touch it anymore. That's a bit sad when you think about it. That because the talent is still there.
2: Very much so. And, and um, um, before he passed, the great James Brown came through here twice. Loved him. Loved Mr. Brown. I, he was live. I still like to work with Mr. Mr. Brown and others of the ilk who just brought us the funk, brought us cold sweat, brought us, you know, Papa's got a brand new bag and things we wouldn't have otherwise.
0: Yeah.
2: So. Yeah. Yeah, it, yes, it is sad. To be absolutely honest with you, yes, it is. Worked with Martha Reason and Ben Ellis for our Christmas show. Worked with Ronnie Spector. We did put a song for Ronnie Spector out on our label. That was kind of cool.
0: <laughs> That's pretty uh, cool. But,
2: but yeah. It's like what you're talking about. I want to keep the legends going if I can. At the same time, I want to keep these new kids I'm finding, new people coming up, give them the spotlight too,
1: and it, myself, all it, of it. It's almost like you know, the big business of music, the money, the Wall Street, has ruined it to some extent. You, as as you've always said, you got to have the money to actually do it. Yeah. But there used to be a time where people were making money, but the music always came first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, they all, it was like, yes, the music is important. We will do it and figure it out later. Now it feels like it's, well, let me see. It's got to run by the accountants and we've got to look at the bottom line of the balance sheet here for the next quarter. And are we going to make our projections for the stockholders? And, everything? you know, stuff like that shouldn't get in the way of creating music.
2: Well, God is good to me because I don't have that issue too too much. I, I'm able to be independent, do what I want to do. Um, angels bring their talent to my door, so I can kind of keep my door open, and I can reach out to those who I still love and and do wonderful things. So I'm really quite blessed. Uh, I just produced Cindy Santana, Carlos's wife. She's got a hot new album. Just working with a girl from Prince's band and the uh, Dave Stewart Eurythmics, uh, Nick West, the bass player. She was just here. We're doing some hot stuff for
0: her.
1: You you just did some stuff with Neil Sean, too, didn't you? A whole new album called The Universe. It's hot. Fantastic.
2: Yeah, so I'm very happy to to be able to just stay in business as opposed to can't afford it. Like, a lot of the studios are just closing.
1: Oh, yeah, that's the challenge with studios is... But you know know what it is, though? It's rhythm. To answer you, Jay,
2: it's rhythm. When you you a funky mojo, they can't put you out of business, (laughs) man. I love that.
1: (laughs) Amen.
2: That's my T-shirt. When you a funky mojo,
1: (laughs) exactly. You got to trademark that. (laughs) Um, Narda, give me one or two um, people you've worked with recently or working with now that are really hot in your mind. Who 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 are you who are you working with? Well, who should we look out for? Well,
2: I I mean, Nick just left, so I'm 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 on her. She's on my brain. This Nick West young lady, she's got a star vibe completely. As a player and as a young singer coming up, check out Nick West and this new song, two new songs I'm doing for her. Uh, Tarpan just released Jan Saren's new album, which I think is her best. It's called Smoky Nights. It's a beautiful new album. Nice. And on the, on the jazz side, I really like it. And then this new album of mine, you haven't heard it yet, but you'll love it. It's called Immortality. So keep an eye out for that. Can't I have wait. A song called, yeah, it's called a, a single called We Can Live Forever. Because that's kind of how I feel now. Having a one-year-old.
1: Oh, I'm 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 excited <laughs> to hear that. Because your last album was was so Thank good.
2: Thank you. And then you know what I'm I'm doing in my spare time. I'm just making songs I love. I just cut "Loosen the Sky with Diamonds" all tripped out. Uh, I'm gonna take um, come Saturday morning and trip it out. I'm gonna take fantastic. I roll the Boat ashore and trip it out. I'm just doing that kind of stuff.
1: Now. Yeah. Now you <laughs> you're stuff awesome. I like, man. Nardi, yeah. you've also got your own <laughs> podcast now, too, don't you?
2: Yeah. Joel Angelo Margolis um, is a partner of mine, and he's my guy just to film it and kind of manage it for me and put it up on the YouTube and all that.
1: And it's um, what? It's basically uh, you sharing yeah. your stories? Yeah, about the people who I've worked with, people who I love,
2: and kind of keeping the flame lit uh, yeah. in homage to those who changed my life. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I can't wait to hear it. So, so Narda, where can our listeners, our viewers go to find out more about you, the studio, the label? I mean, there's so many different things here that somebody might be interested in contacting you about.
2: Well, the podcast is all in, Narda Michael Walden. And um, uh, Tarpan Records is a good thing. NardaMichaelWalden.com is just always good. We have our our foundation, NardaMichaelWalden Foundation for Young Kids Who Are Singers. We're going to be hosting our show this December 13th and 14th for, in, in honor of Whitney Houston. It'll
0: Fantastic. Year. I, I
2: honor die on Aretha. But this year, because we, we brought back the single uh, for um, Whitney of Higher Love, it was in the vaults for 30 years. So I took it out and remixed it, and then Kygo did a mix of it, and then that hit. So I want to honor her. And we also have a big a big show coming up. I want to tell you about that. Can I can I play that? Yes, real quick? please. Uh, October twelfth at Dark Morton. It's my Nothing But the Hits band playing all of the catalog of just whatever we've done that that that's still fun for us to play and party. So Fantastic. i, want to, I it up too. So if I want to go to Vegas one one day next year and get to do a thing over there, I can. So I just want to stay busy. You know.
1: And you it. you are busy. You're always yeah, doing I ha- something. I have to because I, be, I got kids, man. Yeah, exactly. You know Oh they, I know they won't Dude. let you sit down. No. No. <laughs> you <laughs> no. Have children, Jay?
0: Yeah, I do. I've got it's like the Brady bunch. I've got two boys and two girls. Oh, okay. Yeah, never a dull moment. That's why I look like you know I'm your grandfather. It's aged it's me. Oh, you look good, man. You look good. <laughs> you look good. Thank you. So brother. what
2: what's all the thumbs sitting behind you guys over there? This is uh, things you all worked on, or what you got
0: behind Yeah, Yeah. I'll let Michael speak to his, but I I worked at Universal for 18 years, and then Warner for another five, and then for the last five, I've had my own label, and artist services company, and yeah, just lots of folks I've had the honor and privilege, like we were talking about, The Temptations. I shot their last album cover. Um, Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I do that on the weekends, so, you know, uh, I'm a huge fan of Otis and, and the guys, and it was just a dream come true, you know, so, you know, the harder I work.
1: Narda, you need a photographer, talk to Jay, seriously. Well, then fine, we'll make sure that we can can talk to you, know,
2: because we need new shots of some of these artists that are coming through here. I'll do right. it. And Otis is my friend, too. I gave them their first platinum, it was called uh, State, State of the Morning, State of the Morning, where I actually sampled my girl, flipped it around, put a new song on top of it. <laughs> I hit
0: with them. Oh, fantastic.
1: I love them, guys. I mean, I also oh, saw them last year. So I love you too. Yeah.
0: yeah, honored. And Michael, yeah. you're. Uh...
1: And, and mine is just a bunch of stuff from my time working with Kiss, and I've got some stuff from Dream Theater up there. And yeah, you know, it's, you know, and and your walls are decorated too. It's the type of stuff that is, is personal. It, it's got a, a connection to you, it means something to you. And. Yeah. You know, it's it's at least for me. It's not bragging. It's I'm proud. Celebrating. It's celebrating, and I'm proud of the association and what was able to be done. Because yeah. as as the three of us know, it's hard to get one of these awards nowadays. It's almost yes. impossible to get even a yes. gold album these days. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: You're right. And, and and let's 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 jet forward. I often live my life as if I'm talking to God. Uh, maybe even out of the body, going to heaven, and the good Lord wants to know, what well, did you do? What you supposed to do? I can say, good Lord, yes, I did. We had fun with all these great different artists, and we got plaques on the walls to show it. They had success, we had success. You know, uh, my heart's been full of inspiration, which I, I I delve into on a daily basis. And the fact that you're showing what you do—that's the that's point I'm getting back to. It's all good stuff.
0: Yep. Yeah.
2: Celebrate your life. Be proud of your life. Yeah, well, This is what we're here for. We're not, we're not here to be like, i you know, head in the sand.
1: We're here to like, yeah. do it. M- yeah. m- music at its core <clears throat> is about making you happy. Yeah. Feel good. And, and yeah. you know, I, like you, I'm a fan. I'm just always been a fan of music. I tell my clients, I'm like, I'm not in a band. I've never played guitar. I don't write music. I'm a music fan at heart. And I will always be the fan at heart that, that buys the music, buys the tickets, mm. buys the t-shirt, supports the bands because it makes me happy it makes me feel good that somebody created a song that when i hear it it takes me back somewhere it makes me smile a memory returns yeah
0: man it's the best you know every day above ground is a good day you know and uh if you're doing what you're loving and you're making music and making people smile man you got the best life ever
2: right that's it that's it
1: as you. As, as you said, if you're creating something that's timeless, yeah. how in, how incredible is that to really think about? It, you're going to create something that will last forever. Mm-hmm. A lot of people on this planet can't say they've done that.
0: Yeah,
2: but the way it happens is by getting out of the way, because the intention of music is to last. The intention of music is to is to last forever. So the whole thing is just to kind of get out of the way and not mess it up. Just let it come on through, and, <laughs> and, and don't 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 monkey around with it. Yep, don't monkey around with it too much. That's one thing yeah, I had have. Yeah. When I watched George Martin, the Beatles producer, my first album with Apocalypse, and Orchestra, he hardly did anything. I was like, "This is a producer.
0: He, got out he out really of the really
2: way. hardly did anything." I, even I would say to him, "Hey, can we phase the symbols like you did with Ringo on this track?" "Oh no, we've already done that. We can't do that." So I said, "Okay." So you just watch everything, just like record everything, watch it go down. That was it. It was like you didn't wow. want to mess up, so I had to learn by that.
0: Yeah, That's sometimes awesome. it's what you don't do as uh, as opposed to what you do.
1: Yep, Narda, did you? Do we still have you? Did you freeze up, uh, <laughs> Narda?
0: I think we. I think we froze.
1: I think we froze, Narda. I think the internet froze there. Narada, Narada. I, I hear
0: it cutting in just a little I bit.
1: Should we do oh. Nope. Let me let me see if I can add them back in here. And we'll cool. I got I it. got a
0: hard stop in ten minutes, but we'll have plenty of time to we'll do just our thing. Do
1: a quick thank you, and then we'll. Holy crap! There, there we, we go. go. Is everything okay? There we go. There we go. Uh, you know, yeah. as I said, I'll edit that up and clean up that little that little bit where it got frozen. Um, Narda, we just want to, from, from the bottom of hearts, thank you for taking the time. Thank you for sharing your, your passion and your and love honor. with us and all of our listeners out there. Um, there's, there's so much listeners can take away from this.
2: I sure wish you guys would come to Tarpan and do an interview here where I can play some music and talk.
1: Oh and my you God! See, you see our studio. Twist my arm. Well,
0: you know, I... I take, take the time to come here. Where are you based? Where is Tarpan based?
1: Rafael. San Rafael. He's just north of where I am, Jay. So oh, next time I'll you're up it. in the Bay Area, here, let's do it. You and I will schedule time, and we'll go in, and and we'll we can sit that. down and do a face-to-face interview as well.
2: Yeah, and I can just play you a few things, and like you can talk about it. Like keep keep it like
0: that.
1: Yeah, for sure. I would love that. Nar- Narda, right. once again. Let's do it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. This was a real pleasure. All the best to you. (laughs) I look good, man. I look good. You look great. (laughs) You sure do. Take care. All (laughs) right, man. Thank you. Listen, I've worked with Narda in the past. His, I don't know what adjective I would use to describe him. His enthusiasm, his passion, his pure love comes out like that all the time. That's yeah. just who he is. He is, yeah. he loves music. Loves. You loves. can
0: tell. And you look at his... I mean, I. if you guys don't know who this guy is besides what you've heard on the show, I mean, just Google him and look at his Wikipedia. I mean, it's absolutely stunning the level of talent he's played with, the music he's created. But above and beyond all of that, he's just you just are drawn to him he's got this great energy about him he's got such a passion for music um what what a fantastic guy
1: yeah uh you know go research him go check him out you know if 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 his if his style of production works for what you're doing i completely suggest reaching out to narda see if there's something you can do with his uh, in his studio see if there's something interest with his label um you won't find it. in this day and age let's put it this way it's rarer and rarer to find somebody who's got that much energy and passion and pure love for the talent and the music absolutely um all right everybody as usual we would greatly appreciate it if you'd have head over to itunes and leave us a review and a rating And hit that subscribe button as well. That means a lot to us as well. And we've got a ton of guests coming up. I think we've actually got a really cool guest next week.
0: Yeah, we've got some good stuff coming.
1: A musician who's got a new technology, new app that he's releasing. So um, lots of cool stuff. And as always, thank you to HypeBot, Bands in Town, Bandzoogle, and Disc Makers for everything you do to support this podcast. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. We'll see everybody next week.